We are returning to our series on the book of Acts, and today I'm going to be reading to you from Acts chapter 8, and I'm going to be reading verses 1 to 8. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church at Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him, but Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off men and women and put them in prison. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Christ there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs he did, they all paid close attention to what he said. With shrieks, evil spirits came out of many, and many paralytics and cripples were healed. So there was great joy in that city. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this passage, and we thank you for... Uh, the story of the early church and the experiences that they had and the ways that that overlaps with our experience today. We pray that you would speak to us clearly, that your Holy Spirit would guide our minds and our hearts. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I remember way back when I was about uh, in my mid-20s, I guess it was, and I was uh, brand new and having come to personal faith in Jesus, and I was going on a mission trip. Uh, it was my very first mission trip, and uh, it was with Operation Mobilization, an organization you may have uh, some awareness of. Anyways, I, I was feeling pretty good about things. In fact, I, I thought that uh, I was uh, pretty impressive to be uh, this young in my faith, and I was going overseas on a mission trip. I had a little bit of overconfidence in that. And uh, the way it worked out is that they had the uh, Canadian uh, people who were going on this short-term mission uh, meet in Oakville. And we had a little bit of training in Oakville, and it was all very exciting. We got to meet uh, a number of uh, Canadian uh, Christians who were going to be uh, going off to do this mission trip. And then it was uh, time for us to go, and so they had us go to the Toronto airport. And this wasn't just to catch a flight. It was actually to do ministry. It was part of our training. And so we were told that we had to go around Toronto Airport and begin to share our faith with people who were there. Now, I told you that I was feeling kind of confident and, and feeling quite impressive about going on a short-term mission. Well, all of that came crashing down at that moment when I actually had to do the stuff that had to be done. And so uh, I wasn't the only one. We actually gathered in a large group. Uh, I, I actually call it a pack of uh, scared Christians who were so afraid to share our faith. And it, it was quite pitiful, uh, pitiful uh, really. It was just uh, terrible. And we were not very effective at all. And it was actually a very discouraging moment for us as we were travel around uh, together thinking that there was safety in numbers uh, and yet we were still too afraid to share our faith. And eventually we, uh, we flew off to, uh, to Europe and we had some training in Germany. And then we were scattered. Uh, that group of Canadians were all scattered across uh, a number of countries in Europe. And we went and did uh, 
our short-term mission. And I'll say that uh, I think that we were a bit more effective once we got off to our own countries and uh, were forced to get away from the safety of that comfortable group of Canadians. Uh, things got much better for that. I didn't realize it at the time, but my experience there really echoed something that happens in the book of Acts. And not just in the book of Acts, but something that happens in many churches today. And that's what we're going to take a look at in this service. So way back before uh, any of this, when we go back to the beginning of the book of Acts, uh, before Jesus even ascends to heaven, Jesus has a word for the disciples. And this is his charge to them of what they are expected to do. And this is found in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And this is what Jesus says. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, how successful were they at completing this mission that Jesus had given them? Well, I would say that they were pretty good in Jerusalem. They did a, a good job there. Uh, they proclaimed Jesus as Lord. They announced that the kingdom of God uh, was arriving, and uh, people were aware that uh, of the message of Jesus. And so, yes, they did quite well in Jerusalem. They did pretty good in Judea. Judea would be the area around Jerusalem. And so things were a little bit okay, not quite as good as what was happening in Jerusalem, but some stuff was was likely happening there in Judea. Uh, Samaria, no, no, not much was happening there. Uh, there was a long-standing uh, ethnic hatred, not just ethnic, but religious hatred too, between the Jews and the Samaritans. And, and frankly, it was coming from both sides. They were both guilty of the prejudice that they had there. And the uh, early Christians, who were all Jews, were really not that interested in uh, going to the Samaritans uh, because, I mean, they just weren't welcome. Uh, they just had a lot of, of hatred and prejudice, and it just not was, it was not something uh, that they were comfortable in doing. It was much more comfortable to stay in Jerusalem. And the ends of the earth? Forget it. Not even close. Not It was just not happening. So they weren't really doing well. Beyond Jerusalem, things weren't going great for the mission of the church. So that brings us back to where we've been over the, the past number of weeks as we've been looking at Acts. So the, the church has been based in uh, Jerusalem, doing a little bit outside of that. And then Stephen happened. Okay, we've been looking, we spent many weeks on Stephen and the, the mission that he had. And Stephen really wasn't uh, that seeker sensitive. Uh, he really wasn't into friendship evangelism. He was a lot more forthright and that made him enemies. In fact, that caused him to be stoned to death. And we already looked at that, but it didn't end there. They weren't satisfied with the death of Stephen. Uh, some of these leaders, these Jewish religious leaders, were realizing that this uh, Jesus movement was getting out of hand, that it was beginning to grow, and it was becoming a danger. And if they didn't do something quick, uh, 
it was going to take over and it was going to cause all kinds of problems. So they decided that they needed to step in and to start to persecute and to start to use some force to put an end to what was going on. And now in this moment, I just need to uh, take a moment to clarify because we could look at this and say, oh, look, we're seeing uh, conflict between two religions, between Judaism and Christianity. But that's not really what's happening here. Uh, at this time, Christianity is still a part of Judaism. In fact, they're not even called Christians at this time. I will sometimes call them early Christians, but uh, they weren't known by that name. They were really Jews who accepted Jesus as the Messiah. And there had been uh, conflict within various uh, groups within Judaism before, and it would continue after this as well. And so I don't want you to see it as being against uh, Jews, against Christians. In fact, what we see here is not all that different what, than what happened in Christianity after the Reformation, when different uh, Christian groups would persecute each other over what they saw as heresy, and they would do some pretty bad things. So uh, we're not looking at this passage of saying, wow, the Jews were so bad in this. Uh, they were really doing what uh, any religious group uh, has done in similar circumstances. So this conflict begins, and things are starting to get bad. Uh, we see that Saul is a part of that, and we'll get into that uh, in a later part of this series. But things are getting bad. And so it gets to be so bad that the church is forced to scatter. They are forced to leave Jerusalem. It's not safe for them to be there anymore. And so they uh, begin to take off and to go uh, to other places. Now, when they do that, they're not just doing that to find another safe place. Because uh, Jerusalem had been a place of comfort. It had been a place of safety. They were not looking for another place to do the same thing. Uh, we're actually told here that wherever they went, they began to proclaim the name of Jesus. Uh, the scattering was not for the sake of safety only, but for the sake of ministry, for the building of the kingdom. And so we see that they go further into Judea and even into Samaria. Yes, hated Samaria. The uh, These Christians... These uh, Jews who follow Jesus are going even to the place that they didn't want to go before, the very place that Jesus had told them to go to. And we're going to see in the very next uh, passage that uh, some really good things happened out of that. But right now, I just want to focus on the idea that ministry was taking place. Now, you notice in this passage that it says that... Uh, the um, believers fled Jerusalem except for the apostles. The apostles were able to stay there in Jerusalem. You might think, well, that's hardly fair. But they got their time as well. Eventually, the apostles would have to scatter as well. And uh, later traditions tell us that they went off in all kinds of different places as far away as India proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so even the apostles would be scattered and scattered for ministry. So that's great. That's the, the story of the early church. But really, these principles continue to play out over and over again today. 
And we're going to look at some of those principles. The first one is that we find safety and comfort to be very attractive. It is something that we like to have. Now, uh, when we are having this service here, um, we are uh, more than a year away from the time when the pandemic started. So a year ago from right now, uh, we did not know what was going to be happening with the pandemic. Now, COVID-19 was on our radar. We were looking at it. We were concerned. Uh, we expected that there would be increased use of hand sanitizer and decreased use of handshaking, but that was about it. We didn't really think much more would happen. We certainly would not have guessed that we would have our building closed for as long as we have, that we would have as many online services as we've had. So there was a lot of things that we just did not anticipate. So thinking back a year ago from right now, can you imagine what, can you remember what life was like, what church was like, of how we were able to do things the way we had pretty much always done them? We would be able to come in and to sing the way we had always sung, uh, to shake hands, to uh, greet each other and to pass the peace, uh, to share prayer requests, to pass around that microphone uh, from hand to hand, uh, to enjoy communion together by the passing of the elements, to be able to have potlucks and to have other um, ways of doing fellowship and, and the different uh, events that we would have of uh, this and that and the lunch bunch and men's breakfast and all of those other things. All of those things brought us comfort. There was something safe about that of being able to do things the way we had done them before and knowing each Sunday or whatever other day we would come into the church building that we knew pretty much what things were going to be like. It was comfortable because we were able to remain faithful to those traditions that gave us so much peace. Uh, however, the uh, the pandemic uh, turned that all upside down and we can't do those things. And we probably find ourselves longing for those days when things were more comfortable, when things were safe. We can understand why those early Christians wanted to stay in Jerusalem, to stay where they knew how things were, uh, where they were safe from the disruptions of whatever would happen in Samaria or the ends of the earth and whatever place God would send them, it was much easier for them to be in Jerusalem. The other principle that we find is that life happens. Uh, things happen that we don't expect. Now, for those early Christians, it was this persecution that was uh, taking place in the wake of the execution of Stephen. Uh, for us right now, it is the COVID-19 pandemic. And this has really turned our, our worlds upside down in terms of our church experience, but uh, probably our work experience as well, family experience. There's so much that has been turned upside down. And it has uh, shaken everything that has come easy to us before. Uh, nothing is simple anymore because of what is going on. We've been forced to adapt and to adjust to what is happening. But really, this principle is not new with COVID-19. Uh, life has been happening and throwing us curveballs 
for many, many years, and we have been forced to adapt. I was thinking about out of the cold and how things have changed in the last 20 years. And in the last number of years, even before COVID-19 hit, we've seen uh, the drug problem become more and more serious in our community. And we've had to adapt in how we've done things uh, from the time when we first started. And our main concern was what, what happens if someone's a little bit tipsy and has had a little bit too much beer or a little bit too much wine when they come uh, to our church building. Uh, now we have to deal with much more serious um, uh, experiences and events. And so we've seen out of the cold uh, adapt and adjust to this over the years. And it and it's not just because of COVID-19, although that has really made things different as well. And there's other things that have happened uh, to us. We have realized that life is dynamic and changing and we can't stay the same because everything around us is changing. And if we don't adapt and adjust, then we are being left behind. And so uh, that is part of what is going on. And then uh, the final principle I want to talk about is the idea that our discomfort can be used by God for the building of his kingdom. That's what happened with the early Christians uh, they didn't want to have a persecution happen. Who would want a persecution to happen? But it did happen, and it caused them to be scattered so that they had to leave the, the comforts of Jerusalem and to go throughout Judea and into Samaria and eventually to the ends of the earth. Well, we have not wanted to have a pandemic. Of course not. Who would want to have a pandemic? It, it is terrible. We are not happy with this. And yet, God can use us. Now, I'm not saying that God brought a pandemic so that we would do ministry in a different way. I am not saying that at all. I don't believe that. But I do believe that God uses these things. And God has used this pandemic for us. In many ways, we are now a scattered church, somewhat similar to what happened to the early Christians. Before, what would happen is the majority of our congregation would gather. That's what congregation means. We congregate. Uh, we gather together in one church building at one particular time, and we worship in the same proximity, and we learn from the Bible together in that same way. Now we are scattered. Uh, we have people uh, all across St. Catharines and uh, throughout the Niagara region we have people outside of Niagara, uh, across Ontario. There's people from other countries that watch our videos. And so we are a scattered church. And it can be tempting to think, well, this is terrible. This is going to make things uh, very difficult for us to do ministry. We are now in a time where we have to kind of put things into neutral and slow down and stop doing everything. But that is not the case. Just as with those early Christians in Acts, that the scattering led to greater ministry, the scattering of Queen Street Baptist Church can also lead to greater ministry. Uh, now, instead of coming into this building, we are wherever we might be uh, in our homes. Uh, we have uh, different opportunities uh, we have other ways of sharing the Word of God. And uh, this is a time for us really to stop receiving spiritual goods and services 
and rather mobilize for ministry. Uh, and what that ministry looks like is going to be different for each one of us. Uh, for some of us, it might be actively sharing some of the video resources we have, the services and some of the other uh, things that we have on our YouTube page, uh, sharing that with others, putting it on your social media. Uh, it might be a time where you are actively involved in reaching out to people uh, who might be hurting, who are feeling isolated and lonely. Uh, it might be you uh, reaching out to and helping with organizations, either financially or with uh, volunteering uh, organizations that are helping those who are on the margins. Uh, there are many different things, and I don't want to give you a list of what you could be doing. You need to look at what the need is around you. You need to look at what the... Um, the resources that you personally have and how those things overlap with what you think God is speaking to you. That's what we need to be doing. And this could actually be not the stop of the ministry of the church. This could actually be the beginning of our best ministry year ever. It really is possible. If we look at things uh, in a, a new light, if we see this as not a an obstacle for us, but rather an opportunity for us to be the church that God wants us to be. Sometimes when when I read the passage from Acts chapter 8 and see how Stephen's persecutors, uh, or Stephen's executors, began to persecute the church. And I, I try to imagine what it was like for those early Christians, those Christians who were in Jerusalem, who are wondering, what's going on? We're, we're fellow Jews, we're trying to serve God the way we understand, and yet these other people who also believe in God are giving us so much trouble and causing so much pain, and we're forced to leave the comfort of our homes and to go into um, unfamiliar places. I imagine that there would be a lot of confusion and frustration in that circumstance. I also expect that there would have been some panic of not knowing what's going on and, and how the future is going to look. And when I look to us today, in the circumstances we're in right now, I think that pretty much the same thing is happening. What I'm hearing from people is that there is confusion and frustration about all the things that are going on. For some people, there's a bit of panic. What is thing? What are things going to look like? What What is the the economy going to look like? What is the health system going to look like? What is going to happen? And, there, and there's that sense of panic. And we are in a similar position as those early Christians. They were scattered. Uh, they were scattered uh, throughout Judea and into Samaria. We too are scattered. And we're scattered for the same purpose. Scattered to do ministry. Okay? We need to take this opportunity of being scattered as a, a, a way for us to serve God and to build the kingdom of God wherever he has placed us. This is extremely important. This might be the time where this church really shines as we uh, take a hold of the circumstances we're in and we do the ministry in 
the opportunities God has given us. Let us pray. God, it is hard to be in the circumstances we are in, just as it was hard for those Christians in Acts chapter 8. And yet we believe that you are the same God, and you use their scattering to great purpose. And we believe that you will use our scattering in the same way. We pray that you would speak to each one of us, that you would touch our minds and our hearts, open us to the ministry opportunities that are all around us, that we would see the potential, that we would have the courage to take the step and to do what we need to do. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.